Hey guys, you heard the title. Before you divorce him, divorce yourself. <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go. First of all, welcome to the Wife Up podcast and YouTube channel. If this is your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. I truly appreciate you guys spending the time with me. And so you heard the title, Before You Divorce Him, Divorce Yourself. What does that mean? Let's get started. I always like to start with a very short prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to spend with the Wife Up fam today. So grateful that each and every person is here, God. I only want you to use me, um, use these lips of clay so that I may glorify you, Lord, in everything that I do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, guys, let's get started. Before you divorce him, divorce yourself, what does that mean? So basically, before you sign on the dotted line, before you decide that, you know what, I'm going to divorce this man. We get divorced. It's not working out. I don't want to be with him anymore. I'm done. We've grown apart. Uh, this person is just not who I thought he was. I'm ready to go. I'm bouncing. Get about my own life. I'm, I'm out of here, right? Before you do any of those things, you need to take a step back and have a good, honest look at yourself as a wife and ask, are you doing everything that you could possibly do in the natural and in the supernatural? And by supernatural, I mean God. Are you doing everything that you could possibly do for your marriage? Then ask yourself, are you as a wife being who God called you to be in your marriage? If the answer is no, or I don't know, then you need to have a really good hard look at you, yourself, you wife, you, the one who married this man, the one who said that you were going to marry this man, sorry, that you were going to be with him for the rest of your life, right? So death do you part. You said that. No one forced you to say it. You said it. It was voluntary. You said it. It was on your wedding day. Everybody was there. You know, people paid money to come see you. I mean, they bought tickets and they paid for outfits and they came and they watched. And some people were in tears. They cried. They were just like, this is so beautiful. Right? And you said yes. You said, I'm going to love you for the rest of your life. I can have a whole episode on vows and I may do that anyway. Right? But let's just say, you you get the point. We get past that. You need to take a hard look at yourself as a wife And if the answer is, "Mm, maybe, I don't know if I'm doing everything. I feel like I'm doing everything, but maybe stop right there. Look at yourself in the mirror and just think. Like seriously, I'm not talking about what you would say in front of friends and family. I'm talking about what you would say if God was in the room with you and he was like, what you doing? Are you doing everything that I called you to do? And you're like, well, I don't exactly know what you called me to do. Well, here, you are in luck, okay? So what I mean by you being in luck is that our Father God put things in the Bible for us to follow. Like everything that we need to do in life is already in the Bible, right? Everything, 
even how to be a wife. So I pulled some verses out, just some, right? Just to give you an idea, just in case you didn't know, because I know that there are Christian wives out there that do not know that the Bible gives instructions on what we should do as wives. How do I know that? Because I was a wife before and I didn't know. And I called myself a Christian. Ooh, listen, there's a lot of us wives saying that we're Christian, but we don't know the word saying that we are Christian and we're not living by the word because we don't know the word and we don't know what God has called us to do as wives. So let me just give you some of the ones that are in the Bible. You can look it up for yourself. So I'm going to tell you, okay? Uh, let's start with Proverbs 18:22. It says, he who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. He that finds a wife. So your husband has found you. So that means he found something good and he receives favor from the Lord because he findeth the good thing. Are you a good thing? Are you? Honestly. Now I'm not talking about, again, what you say in front of your friends and family and whatever. I'm not talking about the political answer. I'm talking about you looking in the mirror or pretending that God is sitting right next to you. And if God said, are you a good wife? You couldn't lie to God. You can't lie to him. So would you say yes or would you say no? Okay. Did your husband find it a good thing? It says in Ephesians 5.33, it says, however, let each one of you love his wife as himself, talking to your husband, and let the wife, talking to you, us, see that she respects her husband. Are you respectful? Do you respect your husband? Is that you? Listen, so I just want to let you guys know, if especially if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, I was married before. I wasn't those things. I wasn't. I just, I, I'm not even going to sit here and lie because I can't lie to God. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't those things always. I tried to be some of the time, but a lot of times, nope, I wasn't because I didn't know. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know I was supposed to do it, right? It wasn't necessarily modeled for me. So had I known the word, I would probably have known what to do. Some of y'all are up in your husband's faces. Some of y'all are in your husband's faces. Some of y'all are cursing your husband's out. Some of y'all are talking slanderous about your husband. Some of y'all are walking right past him. He asked you to do something. You're like, do it yourself. Oh, some of y'all are, whoo, some of y'all are hard on your husbands. Some of y'all do not respect him. And then some of y'all are like, well, he don't respect me, so I'm not going to respect him. Can I just tell you that the Bible doesn't say that? It doesn't say respect him as he respects you. It says, wife, respect your husband. To the end of the day, when God is like, you stand before, well, if you can stand in front of him, because all of us are going to fall to our face. We're not even going to be able to stand in his glory, right? But when you're standing, when you when he allows you to stand and, and talk to him, God, and he says, were you respectful? And you're like, well, well he wasn't respectful to me. He's going to be like, I didn't ask you that. Or what if he says, I didn't ask you that. It says, you be respectful to, to him. Okay. And another thing God says to the husband, why do you think God says to the husband, however, let each one of you love your wife as himself. And then says, let the wife see that she respects her husband. Why do you think God didn't say wife respect? I mean, love your husband and, and both of y'all just love each other. This is why I think, uh, because it's easy for us to love. God gave us that love button. We know how to love. He, he, we are the nurturing. He, that's how he created us to be. 
right? We love babies. We love kittens and puppies. We love chocolate. We know how to love. We do. So that's easy. He didn't say love. He said respect. Oh, that's a whole nother thing that we have to lean on God to learn how to do. Okay. So Ephesians 5.33. So then there's Titus 2.5, right? To be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God not be blasphemed. I know some of y'all have a problem with the word obedient. I'm a New York girl. I had a problem with the word, with the word obedient. Like, And by that, by me saying I'm a New York girl, I just mean that we kind of grew up with a little bit of attitude. We kind of grew up with this little bit of, you're not going to tell me what to do. Who are you type deal. I had to unlearn some things, right? Um, Okay, so again, there's three different verses in the Bible that I just read to you where God is showing wives on how to be wives. This world is telling you how to be a wife and God is telling you how to be a wife. And what's happening is the worldly way of being a wife is winning, right? I've heard women say, we don't live back in those olden days. I don't have to listen. I'm not doing that. (gasps) Okay. (laughs) I mean... God says to do it this way. You want to do it the worldly way, then you'll have a worldly marriage. If God is saying to do it his way, you do it his way. What do you think is going to happen? You'll have a godly marriage. Duh. Okay. Proverbs 19, 14, it says, House and riches are the inheritance of fathers and a prudent wife is from the Lord. All right. Here's another one. Colossians 3, 18. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as it is fit in the Lord. It says again, submit yourself to your husband. Some of y'all are like, I, 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 I don't think I can do that. You better ask the Lord on how to do that and figure that, figure that out. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, excuse me. What is your gauge? The number one gauge in the Bible to me is that Proverbs 31 woman, wife. That is your gauge. That is what you're aiming for. That is what it is that you, we all, we all, all of us wives should be striving to be. Let's start with that. It says a wife of noble character who can find. Those of you that don't know what noble mean, I looked it up. What is noble? The definition of noble is having, showing, or coming from personal qualities that people admire, such as honesty, generosity, and courage, etc. Is someone who has high morals and ideals. An example of a noble person is someone who who is always honest and charitable. Are you a noble wife? Some of y'all ain't noble. Some of y'all aren't noble, you're spiteful. Mm. Mm. Can I just say that everything I'm about to say is something that I've done. So I know I'm speaking from experience, okay? Some of y'all are not noble, you're spiteful. Some of y'all are not noble, you're horrible. You're horrible to your husbands. You know how you treat him. You know the things that you're doing. You know, nobody else needs to know. You know, in your heart, you know. If God convicted you today, you'd be like, you're right, God, I wasn't, mm, I didn't do him right. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't treating him right. I wasn't acting right. I had an attitude the whole time. I was disrespectful. I wasn't who I was, who you called me to be. <sighs> hmm. Some of y'all are not noble. 
you're entitled. You know what I mean. Some of y'all think he's supposed to do that for me. He's supposed to do that. I'm entitled to this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to. Some of y'all act like that. Some of y'all aren't noble. You're a rebel. You're rebellious towards your husband. He can't ask you to do nothing. You're like, I'm not doing, I'm no, sir. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not listening to him. I'm not asking his opinion. I'm not respecting him. I'm going the opposite direction. No. And be talking to your friends about it. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Proud. Wife, you're a Christian wife. You can't act like that. You're giving Christian a bad name. Right? If you're walking around here talking about you're a Christian wife and you have a husband at home, a good whole husband at home, and you're acting like this rebellious and spiteful and 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 um and entitled and you're being disrespectful to your husband, but you're still raising your hand as a Christian, stop stop saying that. Stop saying that. Don't say I'm a Christian wife. Say I'm a wife who happens to believe that Jesus existed. That's there's a difference between saying I'm a woman that follows Jesus. And if you're saying that you're following Jesus, but you're not, but you're treating your husband in such a way, that's not, those things are not the same thing. You're a part-time follower. You, you like raising your hand and saying, yeah, me, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but you're not following what God says that we're supposed to do as wives. Oh, mm-mm. okay. Some of y'all are not Nobel, you're Jezebel. Mm, I just spoke to somebody. Some of y'all are flirting with other men. Not now, before, right? Some of y'all are flirting with other men. Some of y'all are flirting with coworkers. Some of y'all, um, <laughs> some of y'all are still in contact with your exes. I don't know who that was for, but you know who I'm talking about. Some of y'all are going on your ex's Facebook pages, trying to see what he's doing uh, with his life right now, trying to see if he's single, um, keeping them like, you know, secretly, like if I need to call him, I can call him. Some of y'all have somebody that you know likes you and you're keeping them like in the on the back burner. That's another episode that I'm going to do because I, I need to unpack that. You go, y'all got him on the back burner just in case, just in case you and your husband don't, you know, and maybe, you know what, let's go out for coffee. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know better. You know better. Right? So, so then it goes on to say, Proverbs 31 um, is far is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing in value. Can you say that? Can you say that your husband has full confidence in you as a wife lacks for nothing? Right. And he has full confidence in you and he lacks of nothing of value. Sorry. Can you say that? Can he say that about you? Can you say that about you towards him? Probably not. If you can, then you're probably not thinking about getting divorced, right? So I'm not talking to you. The ones who are contemplating divorce, the ones who are like, I'm tired of him. I don't want to be with him anymore. I'm done. I'm just going to sign on papers. He can just go back home to his mama. I don't even care. I don't even want to be with him or whatever. I could raise these kids by myself. I'm over it. I don't even need to be with him. I can do bad all by myself. You, I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you. Are you these things? Are you the Proverbs 31? Have you done the Proverbs 31 thing? And you've done it for years and you've been that person and he's still the same person? That don't sound right. That don't even sound right. 
Oh, and let me just say this really quickly. Again, I'm not talking to you. And I said this in my other podcast. If you are in an abusive relationship, if your husband is a serial cheater, if your children are being abused sexually or abused physically by your husband, I'm not talking to you. It's time for you to skidoo, skedaddle, goodbye. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the rest of us that are just like, oh, I married him, but we've grown apart. Oh, I married him and we just don't get along. It's not what I thought it was going to be. I don't want to. I'm talking to the rest of us. Okay. All right. So uh, it also says she brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. What are you bringing to the table, wife? Are you bringing him good, not harm? Uh, you said in your vows, and it says right here, for the rest of all the days of her life, for the rest of her life, you said when you when you did your vows, till death do you part. You're nowhere near dead, right? I, I mean, as far as I know, you you what 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 25, I don't know. And unless God takes you out tomorrow, the enemy does. One of them calls you home. Um what this is not all the days of your life if all the days if you happen to die at 80 how many husbands are you going to go through because you said to death do you part i'm just saying so it says and what are you bringing to the table i have my notes what are you bringing to the table and before you fix your lips to say anything about him this is not about him Cause I know some of y'all gonna be like, what is he bringing to the table? Cause, um, he's this and he's that and the other. This is not about him. I'm just talking about what the Bible says about you and what you supposed to be doing. That's what I'm talking about. This reminds me of report card day. All right. So you, you guys remember, um, when you were a kid and we had report card day or some of y'all have kids, you know what that's like, but let's go back to when you were a kid, right? Back when they used to seal the report card in an envelope, give it to the child and be like, give this to your mama. You better not open it. Right. Or give, give this to your parents, have them sign it, bring it back tomorrow. You knew you better bring that home to your parent so they could sign it. You don't know what it says. Looking and holding it up to the light. You're like, oh, I don't all right, I got to give it to my mom. And you know, now the good kids know they're not worried about your mom. I got my report card today, right? But you got that sibling, you got that sibling that bringing home that report card straight away. And then you got the other sibling that's like hiding it, right? And they mad because the other sibling done gave the mom the report card. And then the mom's like, oh, you got your report card? Hey, where's your report card at? Junior, bring me your report card. It's in my backpack somewhere. I think I left it in my locker. I know you better have it in your back book bag. I know that. Okay, mom bring you the report card open your sisters it's perfect get the juniors she's looking at it uh. um what's this d and what's this f what, what what is that um well what happened was i got an f in that class because there was a girl in my class you know, such and such. Yeah, well, she won't stop talking to me. And every time she talks to me, my I get in trouble. And my teacher, you know, gave me an F because of that. You got an F because of somebody else? Yeah. Go get the belt. <laughs> right? That would be my mom. I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Go get the belt. Or even worse. All right. Wait till your dad gets home. No. No, no, no. But listen. What if God has a report card? He does have a report card. You guys know there's a book 
we're in that book. God has account of all the things that we have done. He already knows everything that we've done. So here's the difference between God and the teacher. I mean, obviously there's many differences, but here's the difference. The report card, God already knows what that report card says, right? The parent don't know, but God already knows. So when we meet God and fall to our face and he allows us, you know, talk to him and he's like, uh, what happened here? Wife, what happened here? Oh, um, what had happened was uh, my husband, you know, he was talking to me while I was doing this that, and the other. He was like, pause. No. Right? We're not going to be able to get over on God. It doesn't work like that. We're not going to be able to get over on him. We're not going to be able to lie to him. We're not going to be able to say any of those things. He's going to know. For those of us that haven't, you know, uh, uh, the rest of us that have repented, but those of us that are refusing, those wives that are refusing to follow what it says in the Bible, and they're just like, I'm not going to do it. I'm talking to Christian wives. I'm not talking to, to worldly wives. If you don't know God, then none of this makes any sense to you. But if you're a Christian wife and you go to church every single Sunday and um, you're praying to God sometimes whenever you feel like it, but you're like, I'm not going to regard this. I'm not going to regard your word. I refuse to do that. That's a problem. Because you're going to have to answer to that one day. You will have to answer to that one day. Okay? So, if you've looked at all these things and realized that you're not living up to what the Bible says a wife can be, then you need to divorce your current self. That's it. You need to divorce your current self. And as it says in Psalms 51.10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You need to ask God, hey, God, God, not hey, God, sorry. Abba King, um, show me what I'm doing wrong. I want to stay married to this man, or I'm not sure if I want to be married to this man, but what I do know is that I don't want to disappoint you. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave this marriage without me giving it 100% my all. Show me what I'm doing wrong. Clean my heart, renew my spirit. You know what I mean? Like create in me a clean heart. So I know that if I do walk away, I or if I, I'm released from this marriage, I know it's not because of me. I know that I did everything, everything, everything that I could possibly do to be the best wife that I can possibly be to this man. Okay? Because that is what you're going to have to do. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. You need to divorce yourself, cloak yourself with the armor of God and let the Lord create in you a new heart. That's what I mean by divorce yourself. It's not about your husband. It's not about him. Why? Because when we meet our father, again, because I said this about with the report card, when we meet our father and he asks us, we cannot lie to him. We might be able to fool the world, okay? So when you see your friend, your cousin, your grandma, whoever, right? What happened to um you and David? I, what, I thought you guys would, you know, oh no, it just didn't work out. Well, why? What, what happened? Well, you know, he was, he was, he didn't, whatever you say about him. He just, you know, we just didn't get along anymore. And he he wanted different things. And I wanted different things. We grew apart. Um, I just didn't love him anymore. He fell out of love with me. I fell out of love with him. I think he might have been seeing somebody. Whatever it is that you're going to tell the world. You can tell the world whatever you want. But you cannot tell God that. You cannot lie to God. You cannot 
uh, pull the wool over his eyes. You can't. And in your conscience, you know, you know what? I didn't give it my, I didn't give it my own. So before you get to that point, you need to figure out how to do that, which means just turn it over to God and let God create in you a new heart. Let God create in you the new human being that you need to be that wife, that Proverbs 31 wife, the Ephesians 5.33 wife, the Titus 2.5 wife, the Proverbs 19.14 wife, the Colossians 3.18 wife. All of these directives that God gave in that beautiful Bible, word of God, instructions for our life, all of the things that are in there as far as how a wife should be is in there for our good. You need to pick up the book and do your homework. You need to pick up, you wife, need to pick up the book, do your homework, start applying it to your life. And if you don't know how to do that, you need to ask God to show you how to do it. Come into your heart, come into your spirit and create in you a new spirit. And I know I've said that before, but I can't stress that enough. You have to live by what God is calling you to do. So that way God can do an amazing thing in your marriage. Listen, it's not going to be done without reward. It's not going to be done without something happening. You turning into a Proverbs 31 wife, you mean it's not going to be like, oh, I'm doing all this work and then nothing is happening. God rewards us in our obedience. I am, listen, testimony to that. I have a testimony for that. God rewards our obedience. And when I change or allow God to change me, things change in my marriage. And so I told, also it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. So divorce yourself so the new can come. The old you. I had to divorce the old teacher. The, the old teacher, she gone. She is gone. She, hasta la bye-bye. Like, I don't, I don't know her anymore. The new Dietra is somebody different. I'm someone who just wants to please the Lord. I want to glorify him in everything that I do, including and especially me being a wife. I want to glorify him. And at the end of the day, I want to know that I want him to know. And I want to know within myself that every, I did everything. I did everything that God is calling me to do. So when I went, before I came in here to record, I went to the bathroom and my husband was like, what is your topic about today? And I was like, um, before you divorce your husband, divorce yourself. He was like, that's clever. And I, he said, that's really good. And I was like, yeah. He said, so you know what? He was like, it should be like Steve Harvey. You know, Steve, Steve Harvey had the movie out. Steve Harvey had the movie out. Um, think like a man, right? And in it, there was like a 90 day uh, what to do before the man gets the cookie. Okay, Steve Harvey. He went all worldly on it. It was a hit. The book was a hit. The movie was a hit. You know, sex sells and so on and so forth. But he, he gave women, or rather he wanted women to um, enforce a 90 day rule before she gave up the cookie uh, or slept with a guy, right? And, and there were some rules to that. She had to find out what he wanted in life and what excuse me, if that aligned to what she wanted in life. And obviously it should have been 90 days before you, uh, 
think about whether or not you should marry him and you shouldn't give him the cookie before you get married. That's what it should be. But nonetheless, that's what it was. And my husband was like, it should be 90 days, divorce yourself and marry the gospel for 90 days. And I was like, babe, that is awesome. That is, that, that is it. Divorce yourself, marry the gospel for 90 days. Can you do that? And see what happens. See what happens, wife. In 90 days. See if you don't start seeing God move in your life. See if you don't start seeing God change your marriage, change your husband, right? Even if it's not a complete turnaround in him and a complete turnaround in your marriage, he'll give you glimpses. He'll give you glimmers of hope where you can look and be like, oh, wow, my husband did this today. Or we... Wow, we, we, we had a long conversation today or we, we called each other today and, and was just like, I love you and I love you too. Or we went on a walk and held hands or we sat and watched a movie together or we, you know, we went to a restaurant, he ordered my food or we, you know, started doing things that we used to do before and we were laughing together and just really having a good time together. Like I could see myself with this man for the rest of my life, hopefully because he's your husband. That makes a lot of sense, right? So divorce yourself before you divorce your husband and divorce yourself and marry the gospel that's it that's it guys give it a try because before you decide to sign on that dotted line you need to make sure that you do every single thing that God is calling you to do so that way you'll know when you talk to our father when you meet our father one day such a good day you could be like god i did everything he would be like yes i know that's my time guys that's all i wanted to say thank you for hanging out with me and if you like what you've heard please like and subscribe and support my channel bye for now <laughs>